Hi, this is Rebecca Kohler, and you're listening to Yuck Yuck's Comedy Podcast. Looking for the perfect hassle-free gift? Give the gift of laughter. Visit yuckyucks.com to purchase and print gift certificates instantly. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. is going on my little yucca maniacs this is your host jake hirsch welcome to the yuck yucks comedy podcast i hate to interrupt that song blitzkrieg bought by the ramones man i mean talk about rock and roll greatness right there punk rock greatness actually masters of the four four the beat i'm talking about yeah man you can't beat pop punk uh ramones of course um scott robertson my boy at the calgary yuck yucks branch uh, the club there gave us the idea to use that song. A big shout out to Scott. If you haven't met Scott, I encourage you to do so, along with all the great staff down at the Calgary Yuck Yucks. And of course, I'm partial to that club because I live here in in, uh, in Calgary. Uh, but go down, say hi to Scott, mention my name, and he will slap you right across the face. No, I'm joking, of course. Scott is a great guy, along with all the staff down there. Angie, I, I, you know what? Like I said, every week I say the same thing just because, and you know, what's funny though, is that it's, it's not, it's not just me folks. If you listen to the interviews on this show, everybody says the same thing about Calgary, the greatest crowd, the greatest club, the greatest management there. Uh, in fact, I was talking to, uh, I don't even know who the hell it was, uh, over at the yucks condo this past week. And, um, they were saying, man, isn't Angie the most sweetest lady that you've ever heard in your life? Have you ever met? And I'm like, I, she is like an angel. She is an angel from Yuck Yucks. Yes, Angie. Big round of applause there. Angie, Scott, the whole the whole crew down there at Yuck Yucks, man. Great, great people. Of course, I'm partial to them just because I live here in Calgary. And that's. But you know what? If that's what everybody says, then there's got to be something to it, right? There's got to be something to it. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. we got a great one lined up for you today. And uh, I want to just uh, take a second here to uh, to kiss the last again. Uh, our numbers, again, are up. Amazing. We are kicking ass. This is like, I don't even know how many weeks straight this is on the what's hot and new and noteworthy section of the iTunes uh, program. And it's it's unbelievable, man. The amount of support. We're getting, we're getting the name out there. I feel like a rock star. I go around town. I go to some of these comedy clubs, and people are, you know, coming up and saying hi. And oh, oh, hey, hey that's the hey, you do the Yuck Yucks comedy podcast. Yes, unbelievable. It's getting synonymous here with uh, a good comedy interview, and I, I couldn't be more proud. And I just want to say a special thank you to you guys for listening, and of course, all the wonderful staff at Yuck Yucks headquarters in Toronto. Yes, 
Yes, thank you for lining up these amazing guests. And you know what? It is such a, a breather that I don't have to worry about booking anymore because you know our, our, our wonderful behind-the-scenes people uh, at Yuck Yucks are the ones who line all this stuff up, and, and I couldn't ask for better guests. So with that being said, our guest today, the wonderful, the endearing, the bubbly, the vivacious, Christine Von Hagen. Yeah, that's right. Yay, Christine Von Hagen. Yes, the famous Yucks alumni who is now, uh, you know, plying her trade down in the wonderful city of Las Vegas, who I'm actually thinking about launching a, uh, a massive lawsuit. You guys might want to get in on this, actually. I'm thinking about just doing one massive lawsuit against Las Vegas. Are you guys with me on this one? I'm telling you right now. Think of how much money... You've lost in Las Vegas. Do you ever get a story about people coming back home and going, oh, my God, I killed it in Vegas. I killed it. The only thing you kill in Vegas is, one, your self-esteem, two, your wallet, three, most people black out drunk when they're there, four, uh, it always ends up either in jail, at a massage parlor, or face down on the strip somewhere with your friends trying to talk the Las Vegas Police Department out of taking you to jail and ending up on that reality show, Jail, uh, Las Vegas version. Uh, yeah, Vegas is tough, man. Tough town. I love going to visit. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the lawsuit would probably consist a lot of lost wages, high cholesterol, uh, the buffets over there killing me. Anyway, I talk about this with uh, with Christine about uh, the, 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 the temptation of living in Vegas. That would be very, very difficult for me. I'd be about 600 pounds, uh, wouldn't have a dollar, probably be homeless. Um, yeah. Are you kidding me? That is, that is a tough, tough town to stay away from gambling. Uh, uh, if you have an addiction, stay the hell out of Vegas. I'm telling you right now. If not, go down and see Christine Von Hagen open up for Puppetry of the Penis. Um, yes, the Puppetry of the Penis show. I don't know how, if, if, if anybody has seen this show before. They toured around Canada for a while. Uh, some Australian guys, and uh, they make puppets and shadows and uh, the whole nine yards right out of their out of their wieners, which is uh, fascinating. I, for one, would never have the guts to do that. Uh, I would, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I could do pop-up tents and uh, dinosaurs and whatever the hell they do making uh, puppets out of their penises. Anyway, uh, Christine Von Hagen is down there opening for them like four or five nights a week. She's killing it. She's doing great. And it was an absolute pleasure to talk to her. And she's been in the business for a while. She's uh, good friends with Russell Peters. And we get to talk a little bit about that on the show, about her opening up for Russell and just about their friendship and, and you know, what he's, meant, uh, what he's meant to her uh, throughout her career, uh, along with, uh, you know, some other great, great conversation pieces. Guys, stay tuned for that interview. It is wonderful. Hey, make sure you book your uh, New Year's Eve. Okay, go check out your local Yuck Yucks club and uh, take a look at who's playing on New Year's. They line up some of the best acts for the New Year's show. I implore you to go spend New Year's with us at Yuck Yucks. Also, I want to plug, very, very important to me and and very, very important to my good friend Camille, uh, the Yuck Yucks YouTube channel. That's right. Go over there, check it out. And if you don't know the address, we're going to post the address on the links here for the show. But if you do not know, just go to YouTube and Google Yuck Yucks, and you're going to see a ton of stuff. Check out the channel, YouTube, Yuck Yucks, subscribe. Do me a favor and subscribe. Leave some comments there. Check out your local acts. Check out your favorite acts. They're all on there. Tons of content. Check it out. 
youtube.com forward slash yuck yucks. And the cool thing about that site as well is that it's got new clips every single week. So if you want to go check out your favorite performer, uh, go to youtube.com forward slash yuck yucks and type in your performer's name and it will come up some badass clips of them doing stand up. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking now. I promise. Let's go talk to Christine Von Hagen. Yeah, Vegas is a, is a dynamite. So do you get to watch quite a bit of comedy over there as well? Like, do you get out and watch some of the other acts do that are in sometimes. town? sometimes. Do you? I mean, yeah. Like, if someone I'm into is in town... You'll go check them out? Yeah, I mean, between, like, the Improv and the Laugh Factory and Brad Garrett's. Like, right, right, yeah. right, right. Brad Garrett's is where? Like, inside the MGM? Inside the MGM. That's right, that's and right. And the Tropicana has the Laugh Factory. Brad Garrett's used to be in the Tropicana. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay, okay. So... I think George Wallace is there now or something like that. George Wallace was at the Flamingo for ages. Flamingo. I don't know if is. he's doing anything right now. Yeah. There no. always seems to be like some revolving act in town that... Uh... Well, I know Ron White's there a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's always... They That's have like... Crazy. Like Mirage always has these like aces of comedy. Yeah. So you'll see something. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really good. So, okay. So we, we were just talking before we started the show and, uh, about, uh, you know, making that move. Tell me a bit about what you were doing like before that, because you you did some TV stuff. You're writing and, and doing a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, like um, yeah, just lots of stand up, and then I've written on a lot of award shows, like the Junos right. and Canada's Walk of Fame, and just stuff like that. Yeah. And I still do that sometimes as well. Do you? Yeah, I you did. Like I, just, keeping... I just worked on Walk of Fame actually. No way. It'll be on Global, I think, December seventeenth. Wow. Hosts Jason Priestley. <laughs> Uh, is that good. what he's doing now? He's doing hosting gigs and stuff? Well, he just he's still doing... He actually has two new series coming out. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's still a busy guy. Busy, busy. Yeah. All these people that you think just kind of fade away over time, they're still... They're still there's out always there work, shaking right? it, making money, for sure. <laughs> so take me back to the very beginning, Christine. I mean, you've been in the comedy business for a while. You've done so much stuff. I mean, you're obviously a huge comic in Canada. Take me back to the very beginning, though, because you were you were born and raised out in Victoria, right? Born and raised in Victoria, and uh, just always wanted to do comedy for no particular reason. Is that where you were like growing up? Like, did yeah, you... just comedy dork. Like, really? watch Letterman like all through high school. Right. I used to make my girlfriends come over, and we'd like because I would write into viewer mail. <laughs> I thought it was a real thing. And I wrote into viewer mail like every week no for way. David Letterman. Then I'm like, this is the week I'm getting on viewer mail. And then instead of Friday nights being out like a normal teen, we'd all be like watching viewer mail. See if your stuff got Such read. Such losers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was a huge Letterman fan, like huge Saturday Night Live fan. Listen to like weird comedy shows on the radio. Right. That's how old I am. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just loved it. And then... 
finished high school, worked for a year in Victoria, and right. then and did some college, but it was pretty shady. And right. then uh, moved to Vancouver and just started doing comedy. No at, way. At a club that's no longer exists called Punchlines. Right. And uh, there was a Yuck Yucks out there too. And then just went to Toronto for the summer and then just stayed out there. There's Everybody has that story where they're just like... Something clicked where they went to visit somewhere or yeah. traveled somewhere. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, I just ended up just saying, yeah, I'll just stay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that was, I mean, Toronto was great, too, because that's when, you know, there was Yuck Yucks up at Young and Eglinton. I never saw, like, the Bay Street Club, but Young right. and Eglinton was my Yuck Yucks. And early on, there was also the Laugh Resort. And uh, I did a lot of Second City stuff. Like, I did all right. the classes and then the master class. No way. was in a sketch group. And, wow. But that's, like, what young people do. Yeah, it's like when they're 18, yeah, 19, they yeah, want to go. Yeah, like, I'm 20. I'm in a sketch group. It's very important. <laughs> We're doing a midnight show. So, so like, back back when you started, though, like, was Toronto kind of the epicenter of where everything was comedy-wise? I mean, I think Vancouver it still guy? is, Victoria-wise. Yeah. Like, coming up in Vancouver, a lot of good comics were there at the time. Right. But a lot of them basically moved to Toronto. You know, not yeah. far after. Right. It just was more the hub. And, and who, who was on the scene back then? Like, who, who did you remember hanging out with and, and doing sets with? Uh, I mean, early on in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Well, it was like, there was sort of a group, like, that just was just ahead of me, which would be like your Tim Nuts right. and um, just that whole era. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm blanking on everyone's name. Uh, <laughs> what about in Just Toronto? Tim Nuts. <laughs> That's all. That's the only person I'm talking about right now. It's just you and Tim. Just me and Tim. Not, rotating no one else did comedy. Just the two of us. What about in Chuck the... Byrne? Like all those, like Damon Schritter, all yeah. those guys were Old around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about in uh, Toronto when when you got when you got over there? Toronto. What yeah. Well, I started like? coming up with like Gavin Stevens and John Paul and Dave Martin wow. and that whole group. Wow. Yeah. So Paul Haywood and. It seems to be like every everybody that I end up interviewing. It seems to be like uh, like no matter what city you're in, it's there's always this uh, kind of eclectic group of friends that people have. Like no matter where you go, it's almost yeah. like uh, it's like it's almost like being a biker. Like wherever yeah. there's a clubhouse somewhere, right? In every city, like yeah. there's some type of a family unit there. Um, what? Like, how far did you get before you, like, was moving to the States always something in the back of your, of your mind, or, or did you uh, I think, think it was always there. And like, then, that's where I needed to be to kind of make it? Yeah, what? I just, I mean, I also like America, too, which right. is not a popular opinion, really. <laughs> <laughs> just this, I've just always liked the U.S. Right. I mean, obviously, there's problems, but sure. obviously, there's really good parts, too. Yeah. And Canada, you really only can go so far. Like it's what just, is that though? Is it, there's just no money, no anything. No I've, one's I've, doing uh, anything. I'm sure people on this podcast are probably tired of me talking about it, but it's been it's been a reoccurring theme on yeah. here about making that transition down to the states or yeah. moving to a larger market and and kind of understanding that there is some type of a ceiling in Canada that if you reach, well, there's just nothing that's popular here. <laughs> like, there's no actual celebrities. Like, right. Don Cherry is the biggest celebrity in Canada, <laughs> and I'm not joking. Like. Very true. And it's like nobody, even if you have a show, you still have no real money. <laughs> like, it's just kind of a weird thing. Do you think that's going to ever change? No, I don't, actually. Why is that? I though? don't know. There's something wrong with Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this was going to be a weird anti-Canadian podcast? No. There's just no, something no. wrong with it. I don't know why. Like, Australia, who has a similar pop- population. Right. And a similar sort of, 
you know, closer to England, we're closer to the States, sure. but have the British influence. Like, they have shows that are popular and people have watch. a thriving entertainment business there. We just don't. That's weird. <laughs> it's just odd. That is weird. Yeah. I've, I've never, and it's something that's, uh, that's you know, obviously I've been talking about quite a bit. Yeah. And, and especially with comedians who, who have gone on to be successful in different areas. And, yeah. and uh, but it's just, it's a question that definitely lingers is, we're not producing enough content. We're not producing enough stars and celebrities here. Or, or the minute that they do get some fame, they just they're like, okay, this is the next logical step for yeah. me is to progress down to to the states. You were doing some. You were opening up for the show that you're doing now. Yes, you were doing puppetry of the penis. Yep, which is a crazy show. It's a crazy show. Those guys are nuts. They're Australian, aren't they? Well, the original guys are Australian, and the penises have been filtered down. <laughs> So now it's two Americans who are entertaining. But I actually toured with this show in like 2003 or some insane mm-hmm. year. And I'll cross Canada sort of on and off for two years. Right. With I worked with the original, original guys and then the like the second string penises <laughs> for a long time. The backup penises. So yeah. So that was like my life for like two years. <laughs> And then it all worked out that the show just happened to be opening in Vegas, and I just happened to be there. So right. it's kind of perfect. Wow! So tell me about that move. I mean, was that uh, was that a length, like a lengthy process for you to get down to the states and apply for all that work? Visa Overall, like I got a work visa a million years ago to do a show in the states, like a right. TV show. And then I just decided to get a green card right. before it was popular. The coveted green card. Yeah, coveted yeah. green card. And it went through like right away. Like all these other people have like horror stories. Yeah. So I probably knew I was like, oh, she likes America. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just worked out. So I got a green card like right away. And then right. I had the green card. So then I was sort of, because I was dating my now husband. Mm-hmm. So I was back and forth to L.A., but I was always going back to Toronto. Right. And sort of lived in L.A., but I was always in Toronto, and then uh, moved to New York. But then it was always in Toronto, back and forth, and then when we got married. So before we got married, I became a citizen. Right. So now I'm a dual citizen. So now you can help your immigrant husband. And now my immigrant (laughs) husband is currently trapped in America right now and can't leave. But we have his green card meeting soon. So, but he's been trapped there for like a year. That's exciting. I know. I like him kind of trapped in America. <laughs> it's like you can leave, but then you can't come back. <laughs> so you decide. I'm picturing like an episode of Misery, like that, that movie Misery, where he's just locked into the bed. You're going to sledge sledgehammer his knees if he threatens to walk. Well, we do live in a weird gated community, so it let's is. Let's talk about this. Yeah, place. let's so talk he's about sort Vegas of, here. Yeah, trapped <laughs> in it behind the, the gates. <laughs> It's quite. It's quite That's dynamite. I, I and Vegas life has been good to you. Yeah, well, we liked Vegas anyway, and uh, then you know puppetry coming up, and then that's like. I mean, it just went down to four nights a week, but it was right. six nights a week since wow. like April. So Holy basically, shit. every night except for Tuesday. Wow, uh, I had a show, so it was just kind of good to not have to travel anywhere. Like it, I did just for laughs this summer. Like obviously, anything big, sure, it's worth leaving. But yeah. I'm like, why if I can go to a show 15 minutes from my house and you're consistent six nights a week, yeah, like, or even four nights a week, exactly, like, and then just direct deposit. Like as a comic, it's all like <laughs> you've essentially so hit good. the arc of, <laughs> of my show is 15 minutes from my house. I only have to do 20, 25 minutes, <laughs> and then I'm done. I can. Just just immediately leave and then just money appears in my bank account 
that's beautiful. It's pretty sweet. So it's been a sweet summer. How how is uh, how has the comedy resonated down in the United States? As far as like, do you have to curtail anything? Do you have to rewrite a lot of stuff? Not too much. Like I have a few jokes. Like I have this whole joke about how Americans hate Canadian change, like right. coins, money. So I don't just don't do it there. And right. I try to do it a few times. Like once. As a, like an American hating Canadian change, but it like made no sense and it was like really angry. And I think everyone was just like, what is this woman on about? So, and then just like a few phrasing, like eighth grade or grade eight. Right. Just little things that people still understand. Sure. But it's just not quite like washroom. Right, right. Just is slightly off. Like they know what you're saying, but they'd be like, why is she saying washroom? Like, or why, what is it? Grade eight is what we say, eighth grade. Yeah. what they say, yeah. Right, So just right. little turns of phrase, but overall... It, it, it seems to be fine. Yeah. Well, and I've started doing this thing where I'd never say I'm from Canada, but if there's Canadians, I'll be like, oh, you're from, you know, whatever. And then I give them a piece of Canadian information. They're like, ooh, ooh you yeah, know about you it. And I'm like, oh, I know about it. <laughs> That's dynamite. Yeah. The summers must be brutal. You could, like, do fajitas on you the hood of a car You know what? They're not here. that bad. You know what the problem is? Humidity is the thing. It's not humid. It's just a dry heat. Yeah, there's no water around there. I was just in Hawaii. I know. Right. Stop bragging. Doing a show, though. <laughs> Were you really? I, I, I was opening up for Russell Peters. So oh, it was like I just hung out with Russell as, the other night. Yes, well, that's why I'm hungover, because I was at his <laughs> after party late, late, late oh, last night. Oh, at the night. Standard last yeah. night. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, so it was basically the same temperature in Hawaii and in Vegas, right. but it was super humid yeah. in Hawaii. That is what the game changer is. That is, yeah. I lived in Houston, and it's yeah, like oh. right by the ocean, right? So yeah. it's just oh, feels like you're uh, like you're sweating when you wake up in the morning. Immediately sweating. Yeah, just me. Like we went for breakfast in Hawaii, and like two minutes in, I was like, oh my god, I'm too hot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're, like, walking in, like, parking lots at, like, right. 110 degrees, you're upset. I, I don't know if I could ever live in Vegas. I think the trappings of incredible buffets, great salad bars and food down there, yeah. amazing gambling and shows every night. Like, yeah. is it hard to kind of stay... It's hard, and we both gamble, my husband and I, so we go through phases now, because now it's like, it's no longer new and exciting, Right, right. and then we'll gamble, and if you just lose for a while, you get really, like, pissed (laughs) off. You start playing the penny. Yeah, or just be like, that's a waste of money, why are we doing this? Let's just go home. I remember being in Vegas on Christmas, and uh, my dad couldn't gamble, because he was with the FBI, and so it was like one of those, it's one of the things that they're not allowed, agents are not allowed to gamble, but... His wife, my stepmom, was allowed to gamble. Right. We went to the casino, like a station casino somewhere, and uh, went. And there was a sweet little old lady. It was like Christmas Day, and the sweet little old lady was next to me. And she goes, "You think these things would fucking pay out on Jesus's?" But I'm just like, "Whoa, here's some hardcore." Oh my god! <laughs> you go to the Vegas grocery is... market, and oh there's gambling machines in there, and people just addicted. Oh yeah, I've played. I've gambled at the grocery. <laughs> it's not good. I have a joke about it about like. You can literally go for milk and leave $200 down, and that's your morning. Like, it's just like, oh, gross. That's brilliant. And video poker is my thing, too. Is I it love really? it. My husband's sort of mad at video poker right now, but I'm yeah. still super into it. <laughs> but even like the other night, like, I finished my show, and then I, you know, it's just like so cheap. Like, we went to the Hard Rock, and right. we we're going to get um, Prime Rib, and they have this Prime Rib deal for like $10.99. That's oh, actually yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking Prime Rib. Mashed potatoes, a few shrimps. Right. But I'm like, well, let's go. So we had a few drinks, played video poker. 
I won. He lost. I gave him money. Then he ended up winning some money. Like then we had our dinner and drinks and like winners. So we like made like two hundred dollars profit after oh all was God. said and done. And I'm like, that's how you do it. But then other times we just both when you both gamble too. It's yeah. like, well, there's four hundred dollars gone like for no reason. It happens very quickly. So yeah, it's definitely the ups and downs. That's crazy. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit though. When you first started getting into comedy. How did you, I mean, it's it's a pretty interesting line of work. I mean, I've never, I've only been in comedy for about a year. But uh, for a lot of young people, it's, I mean, you're signing up for a lot of a sleeping on couches of and sadness. being on the road. A lifetime of <laughs> depression. Tortured, tortured souls. What uh, what was the draw for you? I mean, did did you know back then that it was going to be a long ride to where you wanted to I don't know. Play? I think I just, because I also really just loved comedy and stand-up. Right. Like, I was just... Um, into it right. and then it didn't really matter and like I had part-time jobs here and there right obviously like when you're first starting I worked at the IMAX theater in Vancouver wow. and then I worked at the as an usher and then eventually into the candy bar right at the Elgin theater in Toronto so I had that but I mean I don't know I think just because I always liked stand-up and I was really passionate about it like I would still watch shows and like be all excited when right. someone was coming to town. And so it never seemed like work then. No, and it just seemed like what I was supposed to be doing. Of course, now when you get old, you're like, oh, ruined my youth, <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> what have I done now? What? So, but oh. as it's a good like when you're in your twenties, there's nothing better than being in comedy. How was your family back then? Was they were they supportive? Were they? They were. They wanted me to go back and finish, like, college or university. But I just wasn't interested. Right. Just wasn't who you were. And then I, yeah. like, started, you know, doing well and making some cash and writing on some different shows and right. stuff. Right. But, I mean, from that day to this day, it's like, you know, one month, tons of money. The yeah. next month, no money. <laughs> What's happening in February? Who knows? <laughs> some of that is uh, it can be pretty scary, though. I mean, I've, I've interviewed a ton of even, like, actors and actresses yeah. and stuff. And it's like things like, you know, mortgage payments and buying a car. I mean, those are scary yeah. things to, mm -hmm. to I mean, anything long-term commitment-wise is something to be kind of conscious well, of. Well, and that's the thing because when you're like 20s, it doesn't matter. Where you're like, oh, who cares? Yeah. And now you're like, ooh, what's going to happen? <laughs> Yikes. Or <laughs> am I going to make my nut next yeah. month? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, huge, like, you know, steady gig. And then you're like, what if it ends? What's going to happen? <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> Do you think that? Do you think as a performer, as a comedian, someone who's been in this line of work, can you ever be comfortable? Can you ever just rest and be like, you know what? I've this is locked in. This is going to be good. Well, for I feel a while. like Russell's pretty good shape. I think he's in good shape right now. <laughs> I've been to his house in Malibu many times, and I'm telling you, he's feeling pretty confident. He's even if everything stopped, which it won't, he'd be like, well, I could sell off I one of I'm my good. Porsches. Exactly. Yeah, he fun. seems very, uh, very stable with his army of uh, security oh guards. And I was sitting in the lounge after his show, and it was like, uh, all of a sudden I looked over, and there's like, uh, there was probably like five or six scattered tables, and all of a sudden they were just arranged in this like battle type of a pose of shields. Right. And they like, it was brilliant. The security organized the table so that nobody could really get to him. Yeah. With it before getting to him, like yeah. getting to the security team. But uh, he's very calm, very relaxed guy. Very, he's very charming. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. He came into the room and introduced himself and I, I was just like, man, like, do you need for me to do something for you? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just got this weird charm to yeah. him. Where it's no, like, he's an old charmer. Well, I've done lots of shows with him. Yeah, and I've known him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, so. how long ago did you guys meet? 
Well, we met ages ago, but he was already a bit of a thing, even though he would pretend he wasn't. Right. Um, and so I knew who he was, and we had done some shows together. We actually did a show right after 9-11 in right. Windsor. Wow. Randomly. Yeah. Um, but then when I moved to L.A. and I was there all the time, I became roommates with his really good friend, Angelo. Oh, no so way. So then the three of us would all hang out all the time. No way. So, yeah. Wow. So, and that's when I saw, like, the first time. I was like, he's like, you're the only person who's seen all of my houses. And I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. Because, yeah, I saw, I've saw i seen the progression of the L.A. houses. That's crazy. And uh, his house, he, uh, both of his houses here. So Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I know. I'm like, oh, I've seen the full collection of homes. <laughs> and uh, what uh, you mentioned that, you know, you, you do, you still do quite a bit of writing and stuff like that. Is mm-hmm. that something that, that you think that you're always going to be passionate about? Um, by passion, you mean paycheck or, <laughs> I mean, but it is fun. Like I would love to get something like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's just so different than comedy because you got to work really hard, right? but then right. you usually get a very big paycheck and yeah. then you're like, good. Well, it's funny because in the States, I mean, uh, writers for, you know, the Academy and stuff, I mean, the, yep. those are huge. I mean, that's a yep. very big, big credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And in Canada, I mean, that's kind of the equivalent of doing the Junos and, and doing those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. Has that been a pretty good experience for you? It has been. I mean, it's been exciting and you get to work with like, you know, fun people and, you know, great hosts and, you right. know, it right. is good. It's, yeah, I like it. What, what's your feeling on uh, on the comedy scene in uh, in Canada as far as young and up? Do you see a lot like a lot of talent here that, that you're impressed with? I mean, like when you come back up and you do what shows, you... Do you have your eye on anybody that, that you think is... Uh, oh, there's always... Ways? I mean, the thing is, if Canada can provide one thing, it's stage time and great acts. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of, like, killer kids. So Especially when you're, like, are away a lot. So you right. come back and you see someone, you're like, oh, my God. You're, yeah, like, you're fully really developed. Well. <laughs> Good for you. So it is really exciting. And, I mean, just I would imagine coming up in L.A., would be hard to get that kind of stage time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've talked to a lot of people where uh, it's it's a it's a two, you know, very different perspectives. One, there's a lot of comedians down in the states who really vie to get that solid five minutes in, and yeah. they just work it to death every night of the week, and they yeah. they just try to get it. And in Canada, it seems like. Um, they really refine comedians very well here. They work very hard at, you know, being an opener, being a middle, yeah. and yeah. then the headline. By the time they get to the states, they seem yeah. to be very, very polished. Do you think that spending your time in Canada has, has made you a better comic? I think I could have definitely gone down earlier. Now, in hindsight, sure, because it's also I find a lot of like who you come up with, right? Like, so you want to like when you get too old. Mm-hmm. When you go down and you've already been paid to do comedy, you have your kind of comedy friends who you've, you know, done shitty open mics with and, you know, <laughs> jot down lines that they right. suggest and all that stuff. And then once you get to a level where you're always getting paid to do comedy and like, sure. you know, then you go to the States and where basically they don't care at all yeah. what you've done. Like when you're on stage, you're way better. Right. But they don't care. It's, it's hard to make those early comedy friends the same way. Right. And you also get used to like, oh, well, if I'm not getting paid or, you know, yeah. like you're when you're young and just trying shit out, you're, yeah, I'll perform for those five drunk people. Right. Like, right. But then once you get to a certain year level, you're like, I want to do a show <laughs> like with a crowd and like money and, you know, it's it's a it's a very interesting, per, you know, it, well, it's a it's an interesting thing because a lot of people from Canada go down there and it's 
it, it can be very humbling because yeah. you're you're reminded very quickly of where you sit on the totem pole, yeah. of where you go to, go to a club and you know you're ready to go on, and all of a sudden you know uh, Kevin Hart comes in and decides to do a set right. before you were like Mark Mariner, I don't know whoever, yeah, and you're like, wait a second, well, how do I follow up on that? Right. Before? Have you been in those situations where you're you perform with people? I don't have any of the infamous like. Chris Rock came in, right, did right. an hour, destroyed, and because then I had to go up. Because you performed at like the laugh, like you've performed at like, the yeah, comedy store I mean, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but usually on weird just nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now also the LA clubs are getting really into like they'll have one person do their show, like right. it'll be like you know Bobby Jeans right. this night, like very theme night. Sure. So they don't really have just like. Oh, just come down. Random like, drop in. Yeah, or you just don't get like a Friday spot yeah. very often. I think Sam uh, Tripoli said that. He's like, you can't do that anymore. You no. can't just drop in and do an hour yeah. and just bump somebody and, and do that. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's just so many comics down there, too. It's, yeah. it's sort of a weird thing. When you look at uh, when you look at success in the grand scheme of things and, and comedians and stuff that you admire, that you grew up ad- admiring, is there... Who do you think of when, when you think of success? Do you think of, of male comics, female comics? Who were some of your heroes? I mean, early on, I was a big Ellen fan. Right. And so, like, pre-gay, pre-anything, like, right. just straight up. Like, I always watched her on, like, weird old... And so it probably wasn't Evening on the Improv, but that kind of thing. Sure. So it's just, a, you know, amazing to see her take off. Um, what are some of my favorites? I don't know. It's funny because now you can... See a lot of them at like the Laugh Factory in Vegas. <laughs> so it's just weird where you're like, oh my God, like I used to watch you all the time. Like yeah. Rich Hall, like all yeah. those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's So it's crazy. kind of exciting, yeah. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing too. Is It's uh, you like I've interviewed some comedians where it's been a lot of, well, you know, it almost got to this point or I yeah. had this chance this yeah. one time. And a lot of, you know, a lot of, I mean, I mean, amazing talent that just never got maybe the recognition that they deserved right. or, or anything like that. Uh, has is that is that a fear that always plays in the back of comedians' minds where they're like I'm I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that level. Well, I think it also goes back to like how much do you really like just doing comedy? Like right. if I can just make a living, even if it's weird sometimes and then other times super successful. Because sure. comedy is all ups and downs. Like yeah. you know, you know, this summer one night doing a gala for like you know twenty three thousand people or whatever the gala is right. and like. Or opening up for Russell or, you know, doing like a sold out puppetry show, which is awesome. And then other nights you're like doing shows for like 11 people. That's crazy. Like comedy always keeps you humble. Unless you're Russell again. But (laughs) like there's always like you can kill and big crowd and good money. And then the next night it's like. That's just crazy. the loser. <laughs> the I was loser. saying it's like baseball. Like when you like are successful in a game, you are a winner yeah. and you are the best. Yeah. And the next game you drop a fly ball, you are oh, a yeah. fucking people, loser. <laughs> people are one. There's kill you. no in between. Either a winner or loser. And I feel like comedy's a bit of the same. Where you're like, have you been in situations before where where you've just been like, oh shit, this is not going the way that I planned? Oh, and you totally. walk into a club when you're just like, this is not. This totally. is not the vibe. Tell me. Give me a good story. No, I don't you... know. Just, <laughs> you know, just anytime, like, I did a puppetry of, like, a weird Monday night, and nobody right. was there, and it was just the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> but then I was like, well, they have to come up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be <laughs> naked and have to do, like, an hour. So I just have to do 20 minutes and make it weird. I'm out. Then, yeah, yeah, they don't have to worry about Close entertaining on. too much. But then another night, it's all, like, rock star stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just so inconsistent. So I feel like comedy is good at keeping you, like, 
Do you think that the, 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 does the crowd there? I mean, because obviously that's an interesting mix to have like the spoken word comedy and yeah. then to do a show like that yeah. afterwards. Did people enjoy the, the stand up aspect of it? Well, I think the weird thing about that show is they don't know what they're coming into at all. Right. So when I walk out and then I'm just doing jokes, it's like so often, most times it's great. Right. Sometimes people come up really drunk. So right. some shows are just literally babysitting drunk girls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've kind of had enough of, but whatever. It's like just babysit. That's one of the nice. that's one of the killers I've noticed sitting in uh, in lots of comedy clubs is is the like the bachelorette parties yep. and stuff where people just can't stop talking. One night and, we had like six bachelorette parties, oh, and they were all horrible. young and gross. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you're just all nightmares. <laughs> but then I just smile and oh my god, I'm so excited you're getting married. Like oh my god. Cares, lady. <laughs> when you uh, when you think of uh, of of where you ultimately would like to be, is it uh, is it in TV? Is it in continuing to do stand up? Is it? Uh, I think it's selling both. Out monster like, I think theaters it's, and you never know what's going to work and what's going to take. Like again, sure. like I'm just happy like that. I make a living. I don't have to have a job. Right. I don't really have a boss. <laughs> These are all very important things. Once you get old, you're like it's too late to change. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. It's hard to say. I right. mean, if the right TV thing happened, that would be ideal. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there's nothing better than performing live. It's still my favorite. Do you see yourself ever coming back to Canada? I mean, I'm back here right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> do you ever, do you, uh, like right now in Calgary, sitting here? Like I mean, uh, like living full time. And I mean, obviously, I think you've got enough traction. You've got enough experience. And yeah. you've got enough of a name to continue doing some great things down in the States. Is it... Uh, do you ever feel the need to come back home? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole thing, because everyone's like, it's so funny when you see young comics get all like, I'm going to LA right. and I'm never coming back. Like, <laughs> that's never happened once ever. <laughs> like, it's so embarrassing. Like, I'm going to take LA by storm. It's like, yeah, six months. They're oh. like, uh, can I get yeah. a on your couch? And then, or, or it'll just be quietly like, oh, they're at Mississauga Yuck Yucks. It's like, oh, how was the storm? How did it go? But that's what it is. Like, I've always wanted to just have both. I mean, the fact that I have both markets open to me. Right. Is perfect, and I love. I mean, I do love Canadian crowds. Yeah, I think they're very smart, and I'm Canadian, so it's like, yeah. you know, I just feel very at home. Yeah, um, it's better to not have to rely solely on Canada. Right, but Canada will always be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what about um, when you were coming up? I mean, a lot of a lot of people in this business have talked about other people that have been there to help them out. People yeah. that they look up to have. It, a lot of the time, it's been chance in, encounters where they just happen to be opening up for somebody, and that headliner turns around and says, "Hey, what are you doing next week? And you want to come and open for me somewhere?" Yeah. Have you experienced some of that stuff? What's the industry been like for you, as far as? Uh, I mean, you talked obviously about you know Russell yeah. Peters, and and yeah. it seems like he when he travels around and he's in different areas, he likes to help a lot of people out. He likes he's to bring really a lot of good. Openers like out. he's yeah. very because uh, there's a real thing at clubs now too, especially in the states. Where, like, just that middle spot, just to get in the club, sure. hang out, is gone. Right. Because the headliner brings their own openers. Right. And maybe a local who just lives there. Right. Like, you know, and, you know, someone like a Russell or, you know, a Harland or someone like that mm-hmm. plays, like, the A clubs. But right. they bring, like, the show is broad. Right. So even if you're like, I will come and, like, break even to middle. Sure. They're like, well, it's the show's it's full. Yeah. So maybe we'll have, like, a real local, local host. Right. But other than that, no. 
<laughs> so it's hard to get into those clubs just as like unless because now everyone who has like crazy credits, right? Like if you're trying to get into headline and you're competing with like all these epic epic acts, yeah. it just I mean even I'm like. Happen. Yeah, obviously go with like right. the person on television. Go with Todd Barry. Like, you know, Todd Barry's bringing the rest of his show. So you can't even weasel in there. <laughs> like the good old days where you're like, you know what? I'll break even in middle just to like be part of these fun shows. You know? Absolutely. That's interesting. What um, what's up next for you? What what do you got going? I mean, I know you're here at Calgary Yucks for 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 the weekend. Yep, and then yeah, just back to Vegas. Yeah, just right back to the grind. Right again. back to the grind. Right back to the desert. The so, do you look at work as being like okay, I've got you know basically twenty five minutes a night, or, or do you spend a lot of time? writing and being disciplined because i mean obviously you've got it's not just all sitting around you got projects you're working on it's stuff that you're no it's mostly sitting around (laughs) in a pool in vegas thinking about places to gamble think about yeah my next video poker win and how awesome it's gonna be um yeah i mean just it's good to you know I'm always, yeah, up to some sort of weird, like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast or we're going to do this. Because I yeah. feel like now it's really the era of just, like, doing your own thing. Sure. Like, I mean, I'm going to, you know, do enough clubs or whatever just to cover that. Yeah. But unless you kind of get to the next level, you can't get to the next level, if right. you know what I mean? Right, right, Like, unless it's, like, you have your own fan base. Yeah. It's I don't know. hard It's, it's to... weird because, like, I think about it in, in terms of, like, if I was in a situation like that, I'd probably be pretty dangerous for a lot of people in a sense of like, I've got 20 minutes of work to do tonight. I mean, of course you got the prep and to get to work and everything, but, but really you've got a pretty free day to get after. And I mean, I could just imagine the, I'd probably be in my underwear all day, like watching cartoons. A and... lot of days get lost. I'm not gonna lie. It's, <laughs> I'm not. I'm you. not a comic because I'm super proactive. I'll tell you that much. There is a lot of napping, a lot of errands in the morning, a lot of the, the summer we go to the pool once a day. It's pretty lame, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it has been good to have a steady gig where I haven't had to hustle that much. Sure. Yeah. So, but I mean, the steady gig can't last forever. So very true, very yeah. true. Where can people find you, Christine? Uh, on Twitter only. Twitter at K Von Hagen. You've got some great tweets out there. Sometimes other people kill it tweet wise. Yeah. Just be like, what's up with? Well, I don't know. Soup? I see some like some twitters where it's very polished and yeah. everything's a joke. Yeah. And there's never like a response to somebody or right. a, or if they do respond to somebody, they'll erase it immediately. Yeah, afterward. that's or, weird. weird. It's very. But yeah, I was, I was having this conversation with a LA writer one time, and, and he said that he took him about a year to convince George Wallace to put his tweets out. Yeah. Because he always thought I was people are just going to steal his jokes and right. he puts them out on Twitter. Right. But there's a really science to it of, you know what, you're one, you're stamping your joke out there for the world to see, but two, yeah. you're going to open it up to a whole new audience yeah. of fans out there that are going to start attracting. Do you use social media quite a bit, though? I do, sort of. Like, yeah. I'm just a little past social, like a little old for to be super into it. Into it, it yeah. But you're, I mean, I have the Instagram, I have the Twitter. Yeah. But it's not all just jokes. It's more like personal. Yeah. Yeah, like some people have it as their real calling card. Right, right. But I think there was that era of like these weird Twitter like comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that now that everyone's doing it and now it's all like, I don't know, stolen memes and people are <laughs> mad and I'm like, oh, who cares? <laughs> there seems to be a lot of backlash about that. It is like beige cardigan and fat Jew and all yeah. those things. He got annihilated. 
I know, but, but then he gets still a lot making of, money. Like, he still gets a ton of hits, man. And a lot of people who don't aren't in comedy are like, well, who cares? But yeah. it's like he's just like poaching things from people's pages. Is that cheap in the art, do you think? That- well, but then it's like the art of what? I mean, now at least he'll be like from the page of so-and-so. Right. now, Then I don't credit. mind it so much because it's like, okay, you're just cataloging sure. it. Sure, yeah. So, kind But like all you're aggregator. basically doing is going through, picking out the best stuff. And kind of And for a long time, yeah. he was presenting it all as his. As his own. Like when I first saw his stuff, I was yeah. like, this guy is... Gold, yeah. Not only is he on point every day, but he's brilliant with his stuff. Yeah, like but he had like and, a weird staff of like kids, like trolling, yeah. looking for funny. It was kind of funny because like once yep. they opened up that door, that yep. Pandora's box that was life, you were like, holy shit, this guy is so Shady. not gifted at all. I know. <laughs> but then that's what gets rewarded. So it's all mysterious. Yeah. But I think at least now he's like, you know, trying to be like, oh, from the page of so-and-so and still stealing it. But then... If someone was interested, they'd be like, "Oh, I could click on this person." Can you? Do you think you can get a handle on a generation by who they deem as who's famous at the time? Like who? Who they're? I mean, because right now I have a I have a daughter, seventeen, and she's thank God not into like the Kardashians and all that type of shit. But as a generation, we idolize a lot of these people. Where it's like, yeah. what the fuck are we thinking? Like, I know. Well, it is weird because I never really think of the Kardashians as popular. Right. Like, they're just sort of this thing. Sure. But then, like, you know, Kim Kardashian has, like, five million followers. And it's like, who is following, like, for real? Like, not as a joke. Yeah. But actually following and enjoying whatever it is she does. And it's just very, yeah, it's the same thing. And I think Paris Hilton kind of invented all that stuff. She started it, but where's she now? Yeah, exactly. Just doing, like, weird Abu Dhabi those Kardashians, they're too powerful. (laughs) They're very powerful. You better go check in with them when you go to L.A. next time. I know. Well, Lamar Odom was in the hospital across the street from our house. (laughs) That's and where my like, dad died, by the way. Oh, my God. Like, Lamar's in great, great company. Yeah. yeah. So, but it became like a media circus. Like, we'd be driving down Maryland Parkway, and there'd be like, you know, NBC trucks and oh, CNN yeah. and picketers. Yeah. Who are like, Omar's been set up. And <laughs> Lamar. <laughs> Lamar. Odom. Yeah, Lamar. Odom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lamar. And it was like Easy. this weird thing. Like, we just drive by the hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's Before I let you go. Have you been to Lindo Michoacan Mexican restaurant in Las Vegas? No. Are you serious? It's I, right by that hospital. Is it? I'll send you the link for send it. Send me the link. It's the best. Do you like Mexican food? Yes. The best Mexican food you ever have in your really? life. Really? Yeah, and I'm Mexican. So oh that God. should tell you something. Let's do this. I'm going to hook you up with the link. Awesome. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Yes, very fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Folks, there you have it, the Christine Von Hagen interview. What a wonderful, wonderful woman she is. Be sure to go check her out if you go to Vegas, and I know a lot of you guys do. Go down to Vegas, party it up, get shit-faced, go say hi to Christine Von Hagen, watch her perform. Very, very talented young lady. On behalf of myself, Jay Kirsch, our wonderful crew at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, executive producer, Kira Williams, and of course, the webmaster on the one, twos, and threes, Camille and she'll have to tell me how to say her last name so I can actually start saying it now. Also, go check us out on Twitter, folks. Hashtag YYCP and our YouTube account, youtube.com forward slash yuck yucks. Be safe, have fun. We will see you next week.